And the Oscar goes to Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. And the Oscar goes to Lupita Nyong'o. And the Oscar goes to Halle Berry in Monsters Bay. And the Oscar goes to Hilary Swank in Boys Don't Cry. And the winner is Marvelous Meryl Streep. And the Oscar goes to Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. And the Oscar goes to Olivia Colman. Guess what? What? I have a secret. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You want to hear about it? Okay. We're doing a fucking bonus episode. Oh, wow. Because, <sighs> okay, so I thought it'd be fun. And we're on hiatus in between season one right now and season two. And, you know, we have to keep up with our people and keep them interested and keep them coming in. And a couple of weeks ago, um, I had made a poll because here at Academy Queens, we love a good poll. Mm-hmm. Pun All intended. And I said, hey, guys, film Twitter, hashtag film Twitter. You guys, if we were to do any type of bonus episodes... In the future, I didn't say when, and we are in the future now. Yeah. Um, what famous years do you think would you would like to hear the most? And you know what got the most votes? Hmm. 1950. Oh, really? So with that said, I am Eleanor Parker's third hook to Hope Emerson and Cage that hit her right in the face, Joey Gentile. And I'm the dead body floating in your swimming pool, Brandon Stanwyck. And this is Academy Queen's bonus episode. Fossey fingers, Fossey fingers, and freeze. Um, 19, the class of 1950. Yeah, this is a really great year. Yeah. Um, We're throwing it way back. Way back. 69 years ago. What's interesting about this year is we only have five movies to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because there were multiple nominees. Mm-hmm. But this is not only an iconic year in the Academy, this is a gay-ass iconic year. Oh, yeah. In film Twitter, and gay history, this is like mano e mano, Betty Davis in as Margot Channing in All About Eve versus Gloria Swanson as Norma Desmond in Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And I am so excited to talk about it. I am too. So, because it's funny too, because like I've put out little hints on our Twitter, like I just put the other day, like fasten your seatbelts, it's gonna be a bumpy night, and nobody responded to it. I'm like, mm, girl, they it's didn't, coming. They didn't know. And then I did the Ann Baxter poll. Right. I've been throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm no one's caught on to you've it. You've been throwing little hints out there. Yeah. So this is we're recording this on Thursday. This will be out on Monday, mm-hmm. and it's a coming. Yeah. So it's fun. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a year where you said what five movies? I think so. So we've got All About Eve, Sunset Boulevard, Born Yesterday, Harvey, and Caged. I think those are yeah. all the movies. Ten nominations, five movies. This was an easy one. Because All About Eve's got four nominations. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's insane. Has I don't think any other movies done that since. With um, you mean actresses? Yes. Yeah. Four actresses. I don't think so. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I'm sure someone on Twitter will tell us. Oh. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Um, I, I like. I don't want to dive right in because I, you know, it's like it's such an exciting year to talk about. But I kind of do because it is such an exciting year to yeah. talk about. So shall we? Okay. All right. Take us away. So your supporting actresses nominated in 1950 were Hope Emerson in Caged, Warner Brothers, Celeste Holm in All About Eve, 20th Century Fox, Josephine Hall in Harvey, Universal International. Nancy Olson in Sunset Boulevard, Paramount. 
and Thelma Ritter in All About Eve, 20th Century Fox. Okay, so let's start with our winner for the year, Josephine Hall, uh, winning for Harvey. This is her first and only win and nomination, and she had won the Golden Globe going into this, and that was pretty much the only precursor, because after all, this is the 1950s, and the precursors didn't really exist in the way they do now. Yes. In Harvey, Josephine Hall plays Vita Louise Dowd Simmons, <laughs> the sister to Jimmy Stewart's Harvey, or no, is he, the bunny is the Harvey. The bunny is Harvey. The bunny is Harvey. So Jimmy Stewart has an invisible rabbit friend, and his sister Vita and her daughter are trying to keep things normal whenever, whenever guests are over, and hijinks and mayhem ensue. So thoughts on Josephine Hall and Harvey? No. To, no. to the movie or to No her? to everything about oh. this movie, oh, about boy. this performance. This... The, I watched this for the first time the other day. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen Harvey. I was like, of course, I'm going to watch it. Justin Hall won. And I'm just like, what is this fucking bullshit mess? And then to find out that it was remade twice um, and Jimmy Stewart was in the remake and then it's being remade again for Netflix. I'm like, what do people like about this bullshit? Well, it was just on Broadway. Oh, God, no. God, no. Never. No. Yes. This is a what-the-fuck Academy moment for Josephine Hall winning, too, because this is like... She's just so over the top and not in a good way, and she's so hammy, and nothing about her is very likable, in my opinion. Nothing about her is very memorable. She's just, like, shooting these line deliveries, and honestly, I kind of think she's in the wrong category, too. I've debated that in my head. So, all around, this is just a big no for me, and I don't like it, and I want it to go away. I don't like this movie either. I find it very boring, but Josephine Hall is the only thing I found interesting. Really? She's entertaining to me. Okay. I enjoy watching her. She is over the top. She's a little hammy. It's, I hate using this, but dare I say she's very theatrical, which <laughs> makes sense because she played this role on Broadway mm -hmm. before the movie. Okay. That makes sense now. Yeah. Um, I found, I found her funny. Um, I find this movie kind of blah, but I enjoyed watching her and her reactions to things and she had a way of kind of making me chuckle a little bit, even when what's happening isn't very funny. Mm -hmm. Like, um, she tries to have her brother committed at one point yeah. because he has this invisible friend. Switched. And he does not get committed. She gets committed instead mm -hmm. because she's a woman, basically. Mm -hmm. She goes in to have her brother committed, and the doctor tries to commit her instead, thinking that she is trying to get ahead of whoever is trying to commit her by saying that they're the crazy one which they would never do to a man. Yeah. And she ends up getting committed, but released, I think it's later on that day, or maybe it's the next day. And she's telling her daughter and her f judge friend about her experience. And she's talking about these really awful things that happened to her because she was like picked up and carried into this room and she had her clothes stripped off and they threw her into a bathtub and scrubbed her. And sh it's really brutal and awful, the things she's describing. But Josephine Hall is so over the top about it that it plays as funny and for some reason i found that very entertaining mm -hmm. and yeah she was really the only thing that i admired about this movie at all i think the movie's kind of eh. i'm shaking my head at you this entire time that you've been talking about this because it's like ptsd where i don't want to even hear it be uh -huh. not 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 hear you but hear about it yeah because i just found this movie so bad and i will say there's one thing good about this movie though and that is that in the remake in the 70s the television remake gave us the very first performance on tv of who i don't know madeline khan oh really she played okay. the nurse at the oh yeah at the hospital oh interesting so what year was that 1970 
73? So it was like right before Paper 72, Moon? 72, yeah, it was right before Paper oh, Moon. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, that's what I found out in doing my homework about this. This movie just like, even with Josephine Hall, like just fucking going off at the mouth, I found myself on my phone playing poker the entire time because mm-hmm. I just didn't fucking care. Yeah. And I hate to do that. And she, I, she does ride the line for category for me. Yeah. Um, especially in the first half of the movie. She does go away for a chunk. Yeah. And then she comes back, and then she goes away for another chunk, mm-hmm. and then she ends the movie. She she really does ride the line for me. I can't. I can see her being lead. I can see her being supporting. I'm kind of like, mm, I'm not sure about you it. You know what I can't see? How the fuck she won this Oscar? Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. I like it. Well, next we had Hope Emerson nominated for Caged. This is her first and only nomination, and she had pretty much no precursors going in. In Caged, Hope Emerson plays Evelyn Harper, the sadistic matron boss who oversees the inmates of this cutthroat women's prison. So thoughts on Hope Emerson in Caged? I really like this because she kind of reminds me of like the Trunchbull meets like every character who's... Okay, she kind of reminds me of like the Trunchbull versus the beginning of who Red was and Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. Versus, and it's just like, oh, I love it so much. Because um, I really like Caged. I yeah. really, really like Caged this as a movie. This was my first time watching it. I had just seen this for the first time a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, before we even knew that we were going to be doing Like, way before. I think we had maybe... I know we filmed... I think it was the Janet Sisman 71 episode when I had seen this. Okay. So it was, like, back then. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I really like this. Um, she's so vile and evil, and it's it's everything that I would have wanted out of, and I know I've said this before with other characters, but out of Nurse Ratchet. I knew you were going to say that. Ah, it's so good. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, I do too. I This was my first time watching Caged, and I really liked it. Yeah. I was surprised this movie existed in 1950. And it's, that it's forgotten. Yeah, it's, it is really forgotten, and it's like, it's almost an entirely female cast. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm sure there was... A man somewhere, but I honestly can't think of it off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But it's a huge ensemble of women. Yeah. The inmates and the people running the prison. And Hope Emerson is so good. Yeah. She has such a presence in this movie. And you feel the power she has in mm. this And the facility. abuse of power. Yeah. She really does step over the line. But there is a point where she's taken down a peg. Oh, yeah. And you're like, fuck, get that hoe. And then like you're rooting against her. The whole movie rooting against her. At least I was. Yeah. And it's that kind of character. But then she pulls the, well, I'm gonna call the governor or whoever she calls. And you're like, fuck you, bitch. And then like you're rooting for everyone to just overtake and overthrow her. And I honestly remember watching this and didn't think the warden was going to, I thought the warden was gonna be on her side. Right. But then you're like, oh my God, she actually wants to make a difference. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep. Get it. I love Hope Emerson in this. I think this is really good. Yeah, I think Hope Emerson's great. And I, I also just really liked Caged. I, Caged was, is really good. Yeah, I was surprised. I'm surprised the gays haven't stayed in this movie. I could see this movie being like that sort of gay cult mm-hmm. classic. Yep. From the old Hollywood days. Yep. Yeah, I could see that being a thing. Now, really quick. Mm-hmm. We don't do this often. I think we've done this once before. If this were to be remade, who, who name-wise modern day would you see in the Hope Emerson role? I thought of two people okay. when, when I was actually watching it before you even asked this question. Mm-hmm. Janet McTeer. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. And Gwendolyn Christie. <gasps> That's, those are really good choices. Yeah. 
Okay. Because they both have that. I know I'm partially casting based on physical presence, but this is a character I think needs that. Yes. And they're also just great actresses. So, yeah, Janet McTeer and Gwendolyn Christie were the two that crossed my mind while I was watching the movie. I actually, I don't think I disagree with you on those at all. Okay, I'm going to add one. And this is based off of physical, but also, too, because we've seen such a flip from comedy to drama. Melissa McCarthy. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she could do it. But yeah. I, I actually like yours a lot better. <laughs> I, would have, I wouldn't have thought of Gwendolyn Christie. Janet McTeer would have come to me later on. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think you're, you're fucking nailed it. Good yeah. for you. Become a casting director, Brandon. Okay. I bet I'd be good at that. I feel like you really Honestly, would be good. Honestly, only gay people should cast movies. Agreed. That's, that's a thing. Agreed. Like sometimes I see some of y'all film Twitter, film Twitter people out there casting things, and I'm like, mm. I'm really upset. Nobody reacted to my casting last night. Did you see it? Which thing? I said, film Twitter. Hear me out. Picture it. Remake of Tootsie. Judy Greer as Sandy. Oh, I don't think I saw that. Nobody did. Nobody liked it. Fuck you all. Okay. <laughs> like I was like, oh okay. Like Judy Greer deserves a lot more to do lead stuff, but I think Judy Greer would be a perfect Terry Guard. I could definitely see that. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, and especially because you'll see the photos that I chose for it eventually. Okay, you'll see it now. Yeah, I'll go. I'll look for it after this. Yeah, so good. Okay, gay casting. Right. All right. Next, we have Celeste Holm, nominated for All About Eve. This is her third of three nominations. She wins in 1947 for Gentleman's Agreement, and she's nominated in between for Come to the Stable. And all of her nominations were in supporting. In All About Eve, Celeste Holm plays Karen Richards the close friend to Betty Davis's Margot Channing, and she's sort of the one that brings Margot's obsessed fan, Eve Harrington, into the picture and kind of sets this whole story in motion. Mm -hmm. So thoughts on Celeste Holm? I think Celeste Holm is really good here. Yeah. Um, I will say this is probably my favorite of her nominations. Um, I don't think I've seen the other two. I have seen Gentleman's Agreement, then I probably shouldn't make that statement because I haven't seen the other one, the stable one. Uh -huh. But out of the two that I've seen, I think this is definitely better than Gentleman's Agreement, which is funny because she won for Gentleman's Agreement. Right. Um, sorry, I just... I'm like trying that to was only her. three years prior. Yeah. Because she was nominated 47, 49, and 50. So she was having a pretty good stretch there. Yeah. And they then, weren't consecutive years, but very tight gap. No, very, very much so. Um, but I, I like her in this. I will say, though, I think she's, she's the victim of this movie mm -hmm. because... While she tries to do something good, bringing Eve to... to um, She's trying to help Eve out. Yeah, bringing Eve to Margot. She ends up kind of switching teams mm -hmm. and messing with the cars or putting putting Margot right. in the car scenario. But then when I mean maybe she becomes a victim, she realizes that she will lose everything because Eve blackmails her mm. in the bathroom. Which, by the way, the 1950s bathrooms in New York are gorgeous. Uh-huh. Um, and I think she 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 plays the victim perfectly because she doesn't play the conniving person too well. Um, but I, th I I like her in this a lot. I think this is a really good nomination for her. Yeah, I dig it. Um, it's also kind of, in a way, the most grounded performance. Because mm -hmm. All About Eve is kind of a... There's a lot of big personalities in this. Yeah. And personalities that grow yeah. throughout the movie. And Celeste Holm kind of remains, like, the real person mm -hmm. in the movie. And so she kind of has this um, naturalism about her yep. um, that I really dig. So yeah, I think it's a really great nomination. And I think she's really doing what she needs to do to really make this narrative work. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So moving on to our other All About Eve nominee, mm -hmm. that's Thelma Ritter. She, this is her first of six nominations. Ah. And she gets nominated for the Golden Globe going into this, but does not win. 
In All About Eve, Thelma Ritter plays Bertie, Margot's wardrobe woman and sort of right hand. Bertie, Bertie does not like Eve and feels pretty put out when Eve sort of cons her way into becoming Margot's personal secretary, assistant, what have you. Mm-hmm. So thoughts on Thelma Ritter? I really like Thelma Ritter in this. I do too. She, and, and we've mentioned this, but I know we've used this term to death and we will always continue to use the term, but she does what you need a supporting actress to do mm-hmm. because she's there, she makes a statement, and then she's literally kicked out of the picture at one point by Eve Harrington and you never see her again. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a closure, closure, closeness, well I'll use closure. There's not a closure to her character, mm-hmm. but when she's there... Out of the two supporting, she's who I remember the most yeah. of the supporting actresses after this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's good. She's I, I see why she got nominated here. I do, too. Um, I think it's a great first nomination for Thelma. And I, I honestly would say it's probably one of my three favorite of her nominations. So mm-hmm. I like it. What about you? I like it a lot, too. I think she really snails the tone of this movie right away. Mm-hmm. Like, she's kind of... You know where this movie's going. She gives you that first foreshadow yeah. that Eve's up to no good. Yeah. Because she's kind of the character that sees it first, I would say. Calls it out. Yeah. Like, she, even in that dressing room scene, she's giving Eve some serious... Side eye. Yeah, side eye, cold shoulder. At Judy She's like, no, I know what you're up to, bitch. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Margo's my lady. Uh-huh. And Eve does her dirty, and Margo then follows suit and... Uh, Birdie's gone. But I think it's a really strong performance. She stands her ground. She knows where she stands. And I'm here for it. And this is also to an example of one of those nominees where I want more of her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because she literally disappears from this picture, I would say halfway through. Of somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's weird because she's so good. You're like, you think, uh... I wonder if, if Margot and Birdie reconnected off screen af- at, after the movie ends, you know what I mean? Like they come back into each other's lives. See, or I, if Birdie said, fuck you. I'm not dissing people who do this at all, but I never understood why people think that because mm. even though things that are movies that are left up to our interpretation, sure. I've never been like, well, I wonder if this happens because I've always just accepted what happened on celluloid stayed on celluloid. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? So I honestly can't answer that. Well, no one can. Except maybe the writer. Touche. But, but um, yes. Yeah, I, I was... Kind of just wondering, because I was like, well, now that Eve's kind of living her big star dream, where's Birdie? Yeah. Who's taking care of Margot? Yeah. It would make sense that they would reconnect, but I'm sure there's there's going to be some history there. It's going to be something. Uh-huh. All right. So our, I believe, fifth, is this our last one? Have we already gone through these? Yeah. Wow. Our fifth supporting actress is Nancy Olsen, nominated for Sunset Boulevard. This is her first and only nomination ever. If of you go, If you go on her IMDb yeah. page and you click on her awards... This Academy Award nomination, all she's got. Um, she plays Betty Schaefer in Sunset Boulevard. She is an acquaintance to the William Holden character. She's like a reader for movie studios and gives like feedback and criticism on them. And she also wants to be a writer herself. And at some point kind of teams up with William Holden to kind of get her start and get him back on his feet. Mm-hmm. So thoughts on Nancy Olsen and I Sunset really Boulevard? I really like this one too. Oh, yeah. um, I think we get... Because we're dealing with such a big personality in Sunset Boulevard, I think the movie mm-hmm. in like reality, because yeah. even William Holden is like in this whole other fucking world in this movie. A little bit, yeah. Um, and she's sprinkled out through, I would say, a quarter of the movie in throughout the entire end. She's mm-hmm. sprinkled 
perfectly. There is a point where you forget that she is a character in this movie. Yeah. But when she comes back on screen at the New Year's Eve party, right. you're like, oh my god, yeah, that's right. So let me... And you get to know more about her and her aspirations and what she's doing in personal life. And I think Nancy Olsen played this perfectly. I, mm-hmm. think, I think she did a really good job here. And Sunset Boulevard is one of the handful of movies that got a nomination in all four acting categories. Oh, right. And... I, I really like it. I think I think she's really good here, actually, um, because she. While I'm in this fantasy of who Norma Desmond is, which we'll get to here very shortly, she is my snap back into reality. Where I'm like, oh my god, okay, there are actual sane people out there, right? And I like it, so I really like her in this. Yeah, she is like the antithesis to Gloria Swanson's Norma Desmond, mm-hmm. who is, of course, we'll get to later, but she's larger than life, and Betty Schaefer is quite the opposite. Yeah. She's like a normal person, and she's also working in an industry of large personalities, and she's who she is, Yeah. and she's not trying to be anything. I mean, she's trying to be a writer, but she's not mm-hmm. putting on fronts yep. in a way, and she's not... Uh, She's not a larger-than-life personality like who she's surrounded by and yep. who else populates this movie. But, yeah, she is a sort of the... I don't want... Not really an audience surrogate, but she's the closest thing to what the audience is, if that makes sense. I'm, like, struggling to put that into words. She is the audience. Kind of. Like, she is that sort of level, grounded person mm-hmm. that uh, anchors this movie in the real world. Yeah. Because without her... This is just a movie full of crazy people in Hollywood. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Actually. I just, I couldn't figure out how to word that. But yeah. I like her. Yeah. She, she does really well here and she does what she needs to do as a supporting character. And if you want to see Nancy Olsen, so her, um, her husband is responsible for signing the Beach Boys, the Beatles, and, um, okay. someone else really, really big. Cause, and the only reason I know that is, and this is where I'm going with this. So I re- revisited, Sunset Boulevard in the last couple days mm-hmm. to get ready for this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where is Nancy Olsen today? And you, if you YouTube Nancy Olsen Sunset Boulevard from four years ago, there's actually a, like a 45-minute interview with her um, at a screening of Sunset mm-hmm. um, from four years ago. And she looks great for her age. Oh, yeah? She's also one of the four oldest surviving Best Supporting Actress nominees slash winners oh. next to Anne, Anne Blythe for... Um, Mildred Pierce is one of them, and I can't go over it right now because I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah, she looks great for her age. So mm. check her out if you're up. Go. If you're interested in Eleanor or in, in um, Nancy Olson. Nancy Olson. Go, Nancy. Right. Shall and, we go? Yes. <sighs> Here it is, guys. Here is the big showdown. I'm so excited. Um, your nominees for Best Actress in a Leading Role are... Stan Baxter and All About Eve, 20th Century Fox. Miss Betty Davis, All About Eve, 20th Century Fox. Miss Judy Holliday, Born Yesterday, Columbia. Eleanor Parker, Encaged, Warner Brothers. And Miss Gloria Swanson in Sunset Boulevard, Paramount. All right. Let's start with the winner. Let's start with the surprise winner of the year. Right. Judy Holliday as Billy Dawn in Born Yesterday. This is her sole nomination. Um, going into Oscar night, she won the Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Comedy and Musical. And then she was nominated for the New York Film Critics Association Award. Uh, for Best Actress. In Born Yesterday, uh, Billy, again played by Judy Holliday, um, is your quintessential dumb blonde who is just sick and tired of her boyfriend's abuse and decides that she is going to prove everybody wrong, including herself, and become kind of like a mini scholar. Kind of like a... 
a woman who doesn't need to prove to anybody but herself, though, even though she wants to prove, she's proving it to herself that she can do more with her life. And it starts off as a comedy and then gets very serious. But what say you about Judy Holiday here? I really like her here. Mm -hmm. I know she gets a lot of shit because she's not Betty Davis or Gloria Swanson. Mm -hmm. But I think she's really funny here. And I was enjoying this movie. I don't think I'd ever seen it before mm -hmm. watching it for this. And I didn't expect very much out of it. Mm -hmm. But I was entertained throughout. And yeah. I think Judy Holiday is hilarious. How do you feel about it? I think she's really funny. I think the movie falters. Yeah. Um, there's... <laughs> She's so adorable. There's that point right when you meet her where she's like listening to music and she's like, like I'm dancing the way she is. So visually Brandon understands what yes. I mean here, but she's like, and like, it's so adorable. Like it's right in the beginning too. when you meet her character mm -hmm. or when she's called upon, when you meet her character and her asshole boyfriend is like, Billy. And in the background you hear, what? I had to like move the the microphone away because that would have been way too loud, uh -huh. and I think I feel like that was still probably really loud. And it's so fucking funny. Like I found myself rewinding that a couple times and just cracking up laughing because her line delivery is really good here. It really is. It's so good, and yeah, she's really good. I agree. I I don't fault her for winning. Honestly, I see the win. I do too. I think. I think she's really funny. Yeah. I think she also kind of benefits from being the woman in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was probably a factor. I mean, when you talk about Born Yesterday, there aren't really any... I mean, there's a couple female characters, but none that, are at, that jump out at you yeah. in the way that uh, Billy does. Yeah. So I think that might have worked in her favor when it came to how voter, voters were processing mm -hmm. who to cast their vote for. But... I don't fault her for winning like a lot of people do. And I wonder how many of those people have seen the movie. Yeah. Because Just throwing that out there. I will say before I saw the movie, I was like, Judy Holiday, really? Like who? Right. And then I saw it and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like it a lot. And it's really sad because she didn't, she died very shortly, like maybe 14 years after this had happened be yeah. from cancer. And it's sad, like, because she was really talented. Um, I did find out, but I haven't heard anything since the article had come out four months ago. They are doing a Judy Holiday biopic with oh. Annalee Ashford playing Judy Holiday. Do you know who that is? No. So she played Magenta in the re the live TV version of Rocky Horror Picture Show on Fox a couple years ago. That was okay. really, really bad. Um, you've seen Rachel getting married, though, right? Yes. This is what I remember her from. Actually, she's also in Sex and City, the movie. Okay. So in Sex and City, the movie, when Carrie is interviewing people as her assistant, she's like, the, this is not non-fat. That's her. Okay. Or she's like, I don't move boxes. She's uh -huh. that assistant. Do you know who I'm talking about? Kind of. Okay, so when Rachel getting married, she's the one in the beginning where um, Anne Hathaway's character is like, I prefer Pepsi from the fountain. And she's like, hey, were you on Cops? Oh. She's the store clerk. Okay. So that's who's supposed to be playing her. But right. I haven't heard anything about... That's interesting. In four months. But yeah, I really like Judy Holliday. I do too. I think she's hilarious. Yeah. Moving on? Yeah. All right. So we have next, the one who people consider really fucked up this win here for Betty Davis is Ann Baxter as Eve Harrington in All About Eve. This is her second of two nominations. She won a couple years earlier for The Razor's Edge as a supporting role. She had no precursors going into this. And in All About Eve, the titular role... We'll talk about that here in a second, too. 
Um, Anne Baxter plays a woman who is obsessed with Margot Channing, played by Betty Davis, who wants to be just as big of a star and will do absolutely nothing to get to that level. And she does absolutely well. She'll do everything. She'll, she'll do every yeah. Thank you. She'll do everything she can to get that role, or get to get to that level. And she is sublimely evil. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I love Ann Baxter in this movie. Mm-hmm. I know she does get a lot of shit because people say that they, she split the vote with Betty Davis, whatever. It's not a thing. Splitting the vote is not a thing. That is not a fucking thing. I've said this before. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but that pisses me off so much because there have been so many 2v2 wins or 2v2 nominations and someone wins. So stop saying splitting the vote is a thing because it's not. It's an excuse. Fuck you. Go ahead. Sorry. Ann Baxter's really good. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I think I, these are the kind of characters that I really like. These like internal characters who are like working towards something that like you don't really get right away because mm-hmm. she's conniving and kind of evil. Yeah. But you don't really know that right away. She's very self-centered. But by the end, she is a completely different person, or at least we are presented with a different person. She's probably been that person all along mm-hmm. in a way. But you don't know it yet. Right. Except Birdie knew it. Mm-hmm. That bitch knew. Birdie knew. Birdie knew. But I think Ann, Ann Baxter, I keep almost saying Ann Bancroft, I know. but Ann Baxter, I think, is really good here. She's very fascinating. Yeah. I think the inner workings of her mind in this movie are really fun to kind of try to pick apart. But it's so hard because there's so much going on there. I agree. I also think that it's fascinating that what she does to the Betty Davis character starts to happen to her at the very end. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just like a cycle. And she doesn't realize it, but she's kind of picking up on it. But, like, the way the movie ends, like, it's like... Bum, bum, bum. Because she come, she wins some major award. The award the movie starts with. And she's so cool about having this person in her house. Right, so she comes home after winning this award, and there's this young woman who is... who has allegedly fallen asleep on her couch, and Eve is like, okay. And this, sure. and this young woman kind of like shoehorns her way into becoming Eve's assistant, yeah. even like answering the door for her right there. And Eve's kind of cool with it. It's yeah, cool. it's very odd. Yeah, but by well, this point, Eve is, you know, she's her head's full. She, yeah. And maybe she likes being um, fawned upon. Yeah, I think so, definitely. But I think Ann Baxter is so good here. Yeah, people don't... Give her the credit because yeah. they, they scorn her for... Well, they scorn her for allegedly stealing Betty Davis or taking Betty Davis's Oscar away or whatever. But... But, but Betty Davis... Where was I going with that? Why they scorn her? Oh, oh, no, I wasn't even going to talk about the split. Um, Betty Davis is giving like the bigger performance, so that's what people yes. remember. Now, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Supporting her lead. 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 100% lead. Yeah. She's not a support... And good for her because, I mean, it's been very known that she fought to be put in lead and that's where she deserves to be. She's not a supporting role here. Mm-hmm. You take her out, there's no movie. Yeah. There's absolutely no movie. She's the one engineering the entire plot. Yes. And even... even There's a solid 20 minutes in this movie where Betty Davis is gone near the end and it's all Ann Baxter. Yeah, the majority of like the final... Act, I would say the third foc- act. focuses on Ann Baxter. Yeah, um, this is a co-lead scenario, hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it might not be obvious right away, but once you finish the movie, I think it's clear. Yeah, because there is a point where you finish the movie and you're like, oh yeah, Betty Davis was in this. Yeah, and that's hard to do. Uh-huh. And Ann 
I almost said Anne Bancroft. Anne Baxter 100% steals the movie from Betty Davis at that point. Yeah, I hadn't seen this in years, mm-hmm. and I forgot how how intricate Anne Baxter's performance is, and yep. how much it really draws you in and kind of makes you pick it apart. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I agree. Well, speaking of Betty Davis, mm-hmm. we have Betty Davis as Margot Channing in All About Eve. Now, this is the only time I'm going to be able to do this, I feel, unless we hit another Betty Davis here. But um, this is her ninth of 11 nominations, all in leading roles. Her first nominee came to her as a write-in nomination, right. which is fascinating. In Of Human Bondage, she would win the next year for uh, Best Actress in Dangerous. She won again in, uh, or she won that in 36, then she would win again in 39 for Jezebel. She was nominated in 40 for Dark Victory, 41 for The Letter, 42 for The Little Foxes, 43 for Now Voyager, now Voyager 45 for Mr. Skeffington. Then this was her nominee in 1950. She would follow this up with two more in The Star in 52, and then 62 for Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, mm-hmm. which we've all seen play, famously played out in Feud. Yes. Um, in All About Eve, oh, going into Oscar night too, she had a Golden Globe nomination, so she didn't even win the Golden Globe for drama, but she won the New York Film Critics Association Award for Best Actress. You seem very confused by that. Oh, no. No, I was, I was just like, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, in All About Eve, Betty plays, again, Margot Channing, who is the over-the-top Broadway star who is on top, but then is on the bottom, and then is kind of climbing her way back to the top, but then gets pushed back to the bottom. There's a lot of topping and bottoming going on with this role. Yeah, that's why the gays love it. There's so many. So, so much going on. She's so versatile here. Um, and it's really the downfall of her character, is this story. Yeah. And what do you think about it? I love it. Yeah. Uh, this movie's great, and of course, Betty Davis is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, I, of course, see why people are mad about it, but given this, this is a hell of a lineup. Yeah. And it's really one of the best lineups, I think. People always boil it down to Davis and Swanson. Yeah. But all five of these performances are great. Yeah. But Betty Davis has some really great lines in this movie, and she delivers them so well. Like, I, for some reason, one of the lines that sticks with me in this movie is where they're uh, talking about, um, camera. His name's Bill. And she's like, Bill's 32. He looks 32. He looked at five years ago, and he'll look at in 15 more. She's so I catty. hate men. <laughs> For some reason, yeah. that line like stuck with me since I watched this in like middle school. I yeah. don't know why. But um, and there's a, her epic, I think it might be her last line, after Eve wins her award, where she's like, um, nice speech, Eve. Don't worry too much about uh, your heart. You can always put that award where your heart ought to be. And then just leaves. Awesome. The line that six is one of my favorites in that line is, they were really under, or it's like her butler or something when the party. Oh. Wow. Excuse me, sir. Sir. There's a, um, a gentleman mowing his lawn next door. Sir. We're talking about All About Eve, sir. This is homophobia. This is like gay rights being attacked and I don't appreciate it. All right, we're going to try to work with this guy. Sorry about that. Um... Where the the party's about to happen, yeah, and the butler's like, "Did you sign for um, uh, low? What was it? Well, what is it? low shelf gin?" Mm. And she said, "She's like the guests don't care if it's low sh- or if it's high shelf gin as long as it burns going down." <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, that's kind of um, how I feel." 
Yeah. Although I'm not if a, it's free. I'm not, yeah, if it's free, it's whatever. But I'm not a gin fan, so. That's true. Yeah. I like it in stuff, but I'm not going like, to just... uh, Yeah, but not as like a martini. If I'm right. doing martini, I'm doing vodka martini. Right. Um, no, I, I think she's brilliant in this movie. It's, it's, this year gave us two over-the-top actresses playing two over-the-top actresses. Yeah. We had stage in New York, and then we had film in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And this is fucking brilliant. I love Betty Davis in this. She could turn you to stone with her look. Like, her, her look when uh, Eve is accepting the award, where she's just sitting at her table, just, like, flicking her cigarette around in circles. Guys, we're so sorry. He's literally right outside it, our window. Hopefully it doesn't come up too much when we put it into the, yeah. to the computer. But, uh... Yeah, Betty Davis is amazing. This is definitely one of her best. And yeah. iconic. It's an iconic performance, yeah. at the very least. So yeah, this is basically like the role that I think of when I think of Betty Davis. Like, of course, I love her in Of Human Bondage and um, Baby Jane. But for some reason, like this is like the one that I think about when I think about Betty Davis and her career. I almost wonder, though, too, because and I, it's kind of Hollywood's phasing out way of doing things. Mm-hmm. If this was like... If people almost viewed this like semi-autobiographical for her, oh, you know what maybe. I mean. Sure. Same. I mean, same with Norma Desmond here. Again, this is a theme with these ladies this year, mm-hmm. kind of in a way, because I mean, it's three out of the four or three out of the five nominees that are like deal with this topic in particular. Right. So maybe I don't know. Maybe there was like some sentimental value, but people get really um very vocal yeah. about their love which I get I oh, get yeah. it I'm not there's no fault in this performance no no of course not so shall we move on okay okay so our next uh, next lady nominated was Eleanor Parker as Marie Allen and Caged right off the bat I will say this is kind of like the most forgotten of these nominees yeah I'd say so um, which is sad because she's really good um, this is her first of three and she is a fellow lady from Ohio um, th- and this is the first one I can say this, is that her precursor going into this was the Ven- Venice Film Festival win for Best Actress. Oh, neat. That's all she had. Her other um, nominee nominations, she would get one the next year for the uh, lead actress in Detective Story, and then it, again in 1955 for Interrupted Melody, and she's kind of also most known for uh, The Sound of Music. Mm. So, in Caged, Eleanor Parker plays a 19-year-old widow who... Didn't commit a crime, but was... She was like an accomplice. An accomplice for a crime that resulted in her husband being shot and killed for robbery. And it starts off as a very meek and mellow, mousy woman who is very new to the world of prison. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, comes out as like top dog, badass bitch who just returns to a world of crime because it's all at this point that she knows. Yep. So what do you think of Eleanor Parker in Caged? I think she's wonderful. I really like this movie. It's probably, I would say, the grittiest mm-hmm. of the ones we're talking about this year. And you really get that in Eleanor Parker's performance. Because, yeah. like you said, she starts out the movie really down-to-earth, normal, average woman. Mm-hmm. And by the end, she is like this powerful broad who's who's kind of evolved. Mm-hmm. So her arc in this movie is really spectacular. And I think it's a great nomination. It's too bad it kind of became the forgotten nominee. Yeah. The, the movie itself kind of became forgotten. I mean, when, when All About Eve and Sunset Boulevard are in the same year, 
naturally that's probably going to happen, but it's mm-hmm. too bad because Caged, I think, really ought to be re-examined by today's audiences, especially the queer community. I agree. I would also kind of develop a case for Cage being put in Criterion. Okay. Because it was so ahead of its time with its material, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think it's a perfect movie by any means, but I think it's an, it's an important movie because it almost felt like a change in the Hollywood system mm-hmm. on what they were producing. Now, regarding Eleanor Parker, I, she's phenomenal here. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't get her... I mean, it's not at, super late in the movie. I mean, I, I would honestly probably say it's maybe halfway through where she turns from mousy girl to badass bitch, where she's just like, I've had it. Like, she she Piper Kermaned herself. Yeah. Pretty, is that you know. After the riot? Yes. Yeah. And, and that riot is intense. Yeah, it is. It, I was not expecting that. No. They're like turning over the bunk beds and throwing shit. And I think the lights go out at some point because someone cuts the lights. And yeah. I was like, whoa, these bitches mean business. Right. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I see a nomination here. And then when she switched, I was like, holy fuck, like you're giving me two separate characters in one. Yeah. And it was a great testament to like just her acting skill here. I thought she was amazing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I mean, she's really good. This is a movie that I can see myself watching again in the future just because. And I wouldn't be bored with it. And I don't think, like, I wouldn't need a reason to watch this movie again. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to let time go on to kind of forget some of the finer details and kind of rediscover things or come to new conclusions. Mm-hmm. But this is a movie that in a couple of years I could see myself going, I want to see Caged again. Yeah. I wonder how I'll feel differently. Like, I already like it. So I'm sure I'll, I would like it again, but you know, you're always going to find little tiny details in the performance or in the production design that kind of gets you thinking. Yeah. And this is one of those movies that I could really see myself doing that with. Okay. We did with Hope. Remake. Who do you see? In Eleanor? Mm-hmm. Oh, I honestly... So I, I was thinking about Hope Emerson while watching it, but I honestly wasn't thinking about Eleanor Parker. Did you have anyone in mind? I have two. Okay. Um, Rooney Mara. Oh, I could see that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... What's up? I came up with one. What's it's up? probably going to be your second one. Elizabeth Olsen? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you said Rooney Mara, and I was like, oh, Elizabeth Olsen would be good too. Elizabeth Olsen. I know, those are your two ladies. Yes, those, those are my gals. Um, especially because we saw a little bit of the back and forth in Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene yeah. with Elizabeth Olsen, who should have gotten an Oscar nomination for that. I agree. Um, but Elizabeth Olsen and, uh, yeah, if I had to pick one, I would probably say Elizabeth Olsen, but Rooney Mara I think would do really, really well with this. Yeah. So. I think especially in the beginning. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes, I like it. I'm into it. And now I just want to see a remake of this with Elizabeth Olsen. So, uh, moving on to the final lady. Right. Here it is. Gloria Swanson as Norma Desmond in Sunset Boulevard. This is her third of three nominations. Going into, um, uh, Oscar night, she had the most precursors with a Golden Globe win for Best Actress in a Drama. So she beat, um, Betty Davis there. Um, in that category, uh, the National Board of Review win for Best Actress and a New York Film Critics Association nomination for Best Actress. Uh, her two uh, Oscar nominations that came before this uh, first came in 1928, so the very first year of the Oscars, mm. uh, which as Sadie or in Sadie Thompson, and then in 1929, the following year with The Trespasser, when there were only three actresses to ever nominate anywhere. Um, right, because they didn't they didn't separate lead and supporting back then. No, and they only had three. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Mary Pickford won the, wait, did Mary Pickford win the first one? I don't know. No, I think, um, the, um, I'm blanking. 
I It'll feel like you, me. you need to know this. This is like something that will like. Actually, I can get it for you really quick. No, I wasn't saying like do that. I was saying like I feel like this is just a, like a piece of info that should have been. I know Mary Pickford. Well, we should just know. Yeah, when I mean, she was nominated the first year. Janet Gaynor won Janet the first Ga- one. Janet Gaynor. Mary Pickford won the second. One. Yes. So there it is. I was. I knew Mary Pickford was in the beginning there somewhere. Um, so anyway, in uh, Sunset Boulevard, this is the Hollywood film film that I mentioned earlier when we were talking about Hollywood and film and stage in New York with Margot Janning. Um, where Gloria Swanson plays an, an aged-out movie star from the silent film era mm-hmm. who is batshit crazy and is tricked into thinking that people still want to see her and that um, Cecil B. DeMille still likes her and she's planning this big comeback that eventually goes nowhere when she kills somebody. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this? I love it. I do um, so I know usually, like I always go for like the the complete opposite mm-hmm. of Norma Desmond in this type of performance. But I'm living for Gloria Swanson. I mm-hmm. think she's divine in this, and she embodies this character with like every square inch of her being, mm-hmm. and it's iconic and legendary for a reason. Yeah, because she's wonderful. Yeah, there's there there's a point in this movie, and it's when she goes back to Paramount. And you really find out why Paramount's been calling her. Mm-hmm. And it makes me so unnerved because she's so mentally gone that you don't know what the hell is going to happen when she finds out that she's not actually wanted. Like, it makes me uncomfortable as a viewer watching it because you're like, when is this bitch going to snap? Oh, my God. She's so good. She's so good in this. Um, I This is, now that we've gone through all five... This is a year where I, and I texted you this, I had no idea how to rank these. Yeah, this is a pretty stacked lead actress category that I'm, I know I've said this on several episodes, like if you asked me in a month, my ranking would be different. Yeah. I always actually forget how I rank things. Like sometimes I listen back to our episode and I'm like, how did I do that? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like yelling at myself. It's like, no, I was wrong. But so th- this is one of those years where I have a ranking for today, but next year might be completely different. Like, I I texted you, like, I had finally done it, and I was legitimately, I mean, I sweat all the time, but I was, like, had, like, nervous sweats putting it together, because Mm -hmm. I'm just like, so, uh, I can tell you, I do know right off the bat who I would pick, like, Davis versus Swanson. Mm -hmm. That is a clear, clear difference for me. But as, like, a whole with this group, I'm like, yeah, like, oh my god, um, I want to give Swanson a bit more time here, because... I kind of jumped the gun there with that, but speaking of gun, um, I I'm never fully understanding if when this character went out the window, uh-huh. because I don't think we're given the opportunity to view Norma Desmond as a human, and I think Swanson could have been way over the top, hammy. Or way over the top, perfectly crafted. Uh-huh. And she did the perfectly crafted over the top. Because this character is, is bananas. Yeah, she's a, she's Looney Tunes. Yes. Um, Bitch is Cocoa Puffs. Yes. Yeah, she's she's like fascinating and frightening all at the same time. Yeah. Like, she is a serious force to be reckoned with. Like, I wouldn't know what to do if I was in her presence. Yeah. And, and that's a testament to Gloria Swanson. Like, so good. There's very few performances like this one. So we know that there's supposedly, I still think it's not going to go through, but that there's been talk for 
a Glenn Close driven musical version of this, which mm-hmm. I still, and that's not even my, my beef against Glenn Close, but I still think if you're going to do this, they need to do it with Diane Carroll mm-hmm. because Diane Carroll, it was the better Norma Desmond on stage than Glenn Close. Um, I don't know if I'm looking forward to it as much because I don't know if you can do Norma Desmond, whether it be Diane or Glenn, you can do it any better than Swanson on camera. Right. I've never seen the Sunset Boulevard musical, so I don't have like any references to draw upon. And of course it is a musical, so it's different in that way. Yeah. But I'm interested. I'm intrigued by it. I'll watch it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure how to improve upon it besides adding the music. So I'm very curious to see how that all comes together. Yeah. Because I, I honestly have no idea how the musical is even mounted or anything. Yeah. I'm, listen, I still don't... I think it'll get canceled because it's... Who does the, the, the musical guy? It's not Weber. Um, um, Sondheim? Sondheim, yeah. Sondheim films or Sondheim musicals don't work on film. And every Sondheim musical has been pretty much a bomb. Um, there hasn't been a super successful one. And with how much shit Cats is already getting, I it literally will ride on Cats' box office to see if Sunset Boulevard goes through. And I don't think it's going to go through. Is Cats Sondheim? I'm really bad at that. The same guy who did Cats did okay. Sunset Boulevard. Okay. So what, whoever, I'm pretty sure it's Sondheim. Is it Weber? I get them all I confused. don't think it's Weber. I get them confused. They're all the same to me. Um, I don't think it's going to go through, but... I don't know. I just I don't think you can do Swanson any justice in this. Now I will say if it does go through, and I tweeted about this. I really want Meryl Streep to get together oh, right. a, a remake of All About Eve, so it comes out at the same time, and we just see 1950 go all over again. It looks like it is Andrew Lloyd Webber. Is it Webber? According to Wikipedia. Okay. Either yeah. Way. So. Oh yeah, Sondheim did Into the Woods. And like uh, I think he did Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Yeah. So shall we? Okay. All right. Supporting actresses. All right, oh, so shit, sorry, guys. oh, you okay? Yep. I'm okay. Good. So 1950 is me for supporting actresses, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So as a recap, your supporting actress nominees were Josephine Hall for Harvey, Hope Emerson for Cage, Celeste Holm for All About Eve, Nancy Olson for Sunset Boulevard, and Thelma Ritter for All About Eve. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give my number five spot to Nancy Olson for Sunset Boulevard. Um, I think she's doing. A really good job here and she's doing exactly what she needs to but I don't find that character very fascinating and of course she's not the character you remember when the movie's over yeah so I'm gonna go ahead and give Nancy Olsen my number five spot I'm giving it no surprise to Josephine Hall I hated the movie I hated the performance she's also a lead in my eyes so I, I consider it category fraud um, I want to know what the voting members who voted for her were fucking smoking because this is not a good performance mm. I'm not into it I'm going to give my number four spot to Celeste Holm um, for very similar reasons uh, for Nancy Olsen. Um, She's doing her job. She's doing well with what she has to work with, but she's not the one I think about when the movie's over. I'm giving also Celeste Holm the fourth spot. Um, I think she does what she needs to do, um, but there's nothing wowing me about Mm -hmm. this performance. She's definitely not who I think about when All About Eve is over, but I do think it's the... Um, how do I rephrase this? Because I do think it's better than her Gentleman's Agreement win, but I'm also not wild with that one either. Yeah. So I think this is a very, while it is better than her other nomination, I think it's still very much a um, 
okay. I think it's a safe performance. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving my number three spot to Josephine Hole for Harvey. Oh, thank God. I, I was so worried. I was like, please don't. I, I see where you're coming from with the lead supporting thing, and I, I was thinking about it while watching it, but I'm not entirely convinced. Um, and I'm not giving her my win anyway, so what's it matter? But I did like her more than you did. I thought she was pretty funny, and she's really the only thing about the movie that I enjoyed. I thought the movie was kind of a drag. Mm-hmm. But her moments of comedy kind of saved it in a way for me. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a complete blah movie for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm giving her my three. I'm giving three to Hope Emerson. Um, I love her in Caged. I love Caged in general. But my final three are Thelma Ritter, Nancy Olsen, Hope Emerson. And at this point, it's the, the ranking these three are like ranking the leads. Like I have to just go with like, as much as I love them, who do I just want to see win at this point? Like type yeah. deal. Um, she's great. I think she's devious in everything that I want her to be devious in. She's so strong. But the other two just stick with me a little bit more. I guess that's how I have to say that. And, yeah, unfortunately, I can't give her the win here, but um, Hope Emerson. Okay. So I have Hope Emerson and Thelma Redder left, and I've been going back and forth on these two. But I think I'm going to give Thelma Redder the runner-up spot for All About Eve, and I'm going to go ahead and give it to Hope Emerson. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Thelma Redder's great in All About Eve. Um, She's completely integral to the story, and she kind of is like the foreshadowing agent Mm -hmm. of the movie. Um, But Hope Emerson completely blew me away. I really liked Cage, and I thought she was a true forced to be reckoned with in it and i was kind of intimidated by her and so i'm gonna give her my win heard that um i went back and forth on this one too i think nancy is super strong i think thelma is super strong and there's smaller parts nancy's again sprinkled out more thelma is gone after a certain point but i gotta give my run up to nancy olsen i'm giving the win here to thelma ritter um i, I just again kind of explained nancy Sprinkled out, does really well, but Thelma's a fucking fierce one. I'm not going to lie. I might think Thelma Ritter the most out of the whole All About Eve women when I'm done because she's such a fireball of a character. Um, That's a big statement, but I'm sticking with it. Okay. All right. Moving? Okay. All right, guys, here it is. I'm not even going to lie. I'm really worried to hear back the ads on this because this this was super hard. we, We will be added. So... Your, as a recap, Ann Baxter, Gloria Swanson, Judy Holliday, Betty Davis, and Eleanor Parker are the lead ladies. I'm, like, shaking. I'm so nervous. Um, This is not, I'm just saying this right now, not that I have to make an excuse for myself, but this is not who I think is terrible. This is just how the fuck do I rank these, and this is what I came to, and I'm sticking with them. I'm not changing it. This is one of those instances where we are ranking our least most favorite to most most favorite at this point, because there's truly not a bad nomination in this bunch. You ready? Yeah. Betty Davis at number five. Oh, wow. I know. I know. Dude, I, I, I struggled. I did not know who to do. You're about to be added. Oh, dude. Betty Davis is... I, I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but dead, dead last in this group for me. Okay. Um, she She's good, but I'm not thinking of her at the end of All About Eve. I think her one-liners are great, but I think as a whole, that's all her character is, is a one-liner. Oh, okay. So that's why I got to go five. Okay. I'm giving my five to Judy Holiday for Born Yesterday. Okay. I really enjoyed her in this, and I don't um, scoff at her win. But, yeah, really great lineup, and I think I got some a little bit more out of the other performances that made me think a little bit more, even mm-hmm. though Judy Holiday is truly hilarious yes. in Born Yesterday. But she's going to get my five today. Well, for four, I'm giving it to Judy Holiday. 
I think the way she enters the film with the what and like the little dance scene that I was talking about is great. But there comes to a point in this movie with what I fell in love with the character. I just, I, I, I'm not as interested in the character as a whole, but she still is really good. Mm -hmm. So Judy Holiday goes at four. Okay. Clutch your pearls, gaze. Because Betty Davis is my number four. <gasps> Gasp. Yeah. Dude, I had her at five. I know, but we're both putting her in four and five. Yes. Um, yeah, she's really great in All About Even. It is like, for some reason, it is the performance that I think about But when I think about Betty Davis, but I just, I guess I just got something more out of these other, these other performances. Yeah. And yeah, that's really all I can say. I don't really know what else to say. Yeah. So, uh, who is your three? I don't want to say it. Oh boy. I don't want to say it. Take a guess. Um, so let's see, you said Judy and... So I have Anne, Eleanor, and Gloria left. I think Gloria is your next. Anne Baxter. Anne Baxter's your three. Anne Baxter's my three. Okay. So, um, I, I really was considering switching three and two here, but I, I have to stick with my guns here. Um, Anne Baxter is better, in my opinion... <laughs> Than Betty Davis in All About Eve. She she is more of a character for me to enjoy and hate and uh, does more for me than Betty Davis does here. Um, she's in the right category, again. Um, good for her for fighting through. Uh, I don't, again, believe that she caused any type of rift because clearly the voters, whether she was in there or not, seem to have been going for Judy Holiday. Mm -hmm. That's just the way the cookie crumbled. Um, but I think she's brilliant and she's devious and I... I would have loved a spinoff of what happened after, mm -hmm. or like a sequel. Sure. So, um, my number three lady is going to Eleanor Parker. Uh, like her a lot in Caged, but yeah, this this uh, lineup is unreal. Yeah. So that's really all I can really say. I don't know how to like. It's hard. I don't know how to explain the ranking. Yeah. It's kind of just what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm new to Caged. I just watched it for the first time. Maybe that's working in an, in its I've favor. I've seen it once too. Yeah, yeah. but it's like brand new to me and it's of course the movie that was forgotten so I went into it with like no real expectations yeah and I was quite fond of it yeah and pretty blown away by uh Eleanor Parker Hope Emerson and the movie itself hell yeah so I have Swanson and Parker left mm-hmm ready yep Runner-up is Gloria Swanson. I'm giving Eleanor Parker the win. Um, regarding Swanson, I, I said it already, there's an, un, an, an unnervingness about this character that I truly don't honestly feel safe watching. Mm. And I think that's a great testament to great acting. Um, but Eleanor Parker blew me away. If she didn't have that switch, she probably honestly would have been last. Yeah. But she showed me such a range as an actress of the same character, but what you can do different in the same movie. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a shame. It's a goddamn shame that she's the forgotten nominee here, that the movie is forgotten, but God damn, is she good? She is my favorite of the favorites. Um, and yes, with this ranking, if it was Swanson versus Davis, mano a mano, Swanson by far outranks Davis. Mm -hmm. So that's Eleanor Parker. You deserve, you are a winner, baby. <laughs> So I have Gloria Swanson and Ann Baxter left. Yes. I'm giving my runner-up spot to Gloria Swanson and giving Ann Baxter the win. Holy fuck. So watch out, gays. <laughs> um, yeah, Gloria Swanson, you said it perfectly. She's legendary. This yeah. is an iconic performance. It's unreal. But 
Ann Baxter as Eve Harrington in All About Eve is the kind of performance that I really dig. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so much going on behind her eyes that you know is there. Thelma Ritter knew it was there. But you don't fully recognize it until the movie's over. Yeah. And it's not... It's not exactly like Eleanor Parker where she goes from being one type of person to be to changing over time. I think she just shows us more of who she always was. Mm-hmm. I think it's there in the beginning, which is part of what makes Thelma Ritter's performance so interesting yeah. and so important. Yeah. And that's really fucking hard to do, I think. Yeah. And yeah, this is the kind of performance, the kind of character that I live for. And yeah. Ann Baxter is my winner for the year. I give the lead to Ann Baxter and then uh, supporting to Hope Emerson for Caged. That's not a bad winner. Yeah. I mean, I always knew for me Betty Davis wasn't winning this. Um, yeah, Swanson I... was always my winner between the two. Yeah. Wait, huh? Swan- Betty Davis and Swanson, oh, yeah. if I had to pair them up, Swanson 100%. was always my winner of the pair. 100%. Um, so I always knew Betty Davis wasn't winning this. I just didn't know where to put her in the lineup. I think that's what I struggled with the most. Yeah. Um, I did really struggle between Swanson and Baxter on them. And I gotta say, up until seeing Caged, Baxter would have been my choice. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I had to stick with it. Yeah. And that, that was probably the hardest ranking we've had since. I think so, yeah. I've redone this ranking so many times. Yeah. Is there any time... Well, actually, I think I think it's funny. So I I gave a supporting to an all about Eve lady and the lead to a cage. Yeah. We switch that. Yeah, we did. That's funny. Um. That was fun. Yeah, that this, this was a, a nice little bonus episode. Yeah, this was good. It was it was nice to prepare for because we only had five movies. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm actually really excited to hear this. It is Thursday. Mm-hmm. I kind of I know. We'll most likely release it on Monday, but I'm like, I kind of want to release it today, give them a double, but then we like have a full week there where it, yeah. or a couple weeks there where it's like nothing's going on, so we have to, we gotta behave. Well, we're on hiatus while we're yeah. prepping, gearing Guys, up it's a hate. lot to watch these movies. Like, Brandon and I were talking, and like, we love doing this. There's literally like, I feel like Helen Mirren and Hitchcock, this gives us pleasure and purpose, mm-hmm. but like, it's exhausting. Cause it takes a long time to watch these movies, especially like, there's some years where I haven't seen the majority of them. Yeah. And I'm watching these movies for the first time and it takes a while. And we have lives. So it's like, I, I know I get movies in like right in the morning or right at night. Yeah. And I've seen all of these movies and I, I remember talking with you. I was like, I don't have to revisit that. And I'm like, holy shit, I need to revisit this. So I'm practically rewatching all of these with you. Yeah. And I'm rewatching movies that I have seen before. Yeah. So, and that's why kind of why, kind of why we record out of order. Yeah. Like it's because out of ease. Because sometimes we become ready for a certain movie at a different time. Because some of these movies are hard to come by. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, should we tell the story really quick about what we had to do? Well, we can't say the other one, but um, for eighty-seven. Oh, what about eighty-seven? So Gabby, a right. true story. Right. Um, Norma Alejandro was supporting actress nominee. Yes. Um, for that year, I had seen this movie years ago, and I found it through the library because it's never been brought over to DVD. And the library that I got it from, they, they wouldn't allow it anymore. Like, it's only local circulation only. So Brandon and I had to find a copy on Amazon and buy it. A, v, uh, a, a video, VHS. A video cassette. Yes. And even that was hard to find. Like, it was not... Like, some of these movies, even... And that was 20... I'm sorry, 32, 32 years ago with Norma. Yeah. Or with uh, Gabby. Yeah. That they're hard to find. So now, like... It was so funny when you, I was there when you, you put in the, 
the order yeah. online for it, and like 15 minutes later, you got the the notification. Like it's on its way. It's on its way. Like someone got that that you had bought it, and they're like, "Oh, thank God, some idiot just bought Gabby. We've been right. holding on to this for 20 fucking years." Well, it's funny because I've seen it and you haven't seen it yet because we haven't watched it. Like we'll right. probably do that in the next week or two, and. I know my thoughts on the movie as a whole, but if I say it, it's right. going to take away your experience. Sure. And so it'll be funny when we finally do 87, because we, we haven't recorded 87 yet, that it'll be like, okay, this is what's up. And yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting, because uh, your favorite, Lee Volman, isn't it? Yeah, Lee Volman. And Robert, Robert Loggia, I think, Loggia, he's in it too. Okay. So, but yeah. So, I mean, there are some of these movies. There's another one that I want to say, but it'll give it away mm-hmm. on what's up. Um, but, um, there was another movie that was impossible to find. Oh, right. And I happened to Quark's... Cokes? Cokes. I've said, I think I've said this twice now. I happened to convince, I'll just use that. Yeah. Convince a library down south in Ohio to give it to us. Ship it to us. To ship it to us. And it was supposed to be local circulation only. Because it was the only place, according to this thing in a library system called Ohio Link, that has it in the state. Mm -hmm. And I was like... Mm-hmm. So I we do work for you guys. Yeah, that's fun. But we're we, we're excited to take a break and like yeah get everything together. So yeah, we need to chill out. Yeah, that's why we did these bonus episodes for you guys. Yeah, keeping it going, keeping right. it going. Um, I do want to talk really quick about these interviews that we've been talking about. Oh right, because I think it's it, we it's good to address it. So we had interviews set up with Candy Clark, Ronnie Blakely, and Leslie Brown for season one. Yes. Uh, we were we scheduled candy and we had to cancel and we have scheduled candy again and it never seems to go through like we've been in contact with like i've talked to her on the phone it's honestly just waiting for availability she's really busy she's really busy she's very active with like the academy yes because that because we were supposed to i think we were supposed to talk to her back in february like Mm -hmm. a couple weeks before the academy awards yes and i don't know what her role is but she does something with the academy and that's why she had to postpone because something came up Mm -hmm. and uh, it just hasn't kind of the pieces just haven't fallen into place since yeah it's it's so she's still on board yeah, she we, still wants to talk to and, us. It's just a matter of right. when and how. Like, we, w- when we recorded these episodes in the 70s, it was when we just scheduled it. So I will say, like, we talked a little pre- too prematurely on it. Perhaps. But, I, like, it will come eventually. Um, sorry, guys. There's a shit ton going on today. It's like a hot rod <laughs> right? driving down the street. The other thing that I wanted to talk about, is, well, we'll get to the big one, but Leslie Brown also is doing it it's all about availability i was just actually in new york last week so um i went to talk with her and it was you know just busy Mm -hmm. so busy um we also got penelope milford she she's interested she's interested um she wants to do it she just wants to wait on hearing one of the other interviews but we did interview somebody yes so we interviewed ronnie blakely from nashville from nashville brandon and i had a full-on conversation with her like a 45-minute conversation yeah. that we recorded through the phone. Yeah. So we, we ha- we're sitting on this interview, but we're also in a pickle. And I, we can talk about it. We just can't release. Okay. Yeah, so sure. here, here's where we're at. So before any interview, even if we have a guest, because we've had some guests on, we always, through document on paper or, well, it's on paper, but like, through Messenger. Like digital paper. Yeah. We give them a list of what we're going to talk about, yada, yada, yada. We gave this to Ronnie. We got the AOK. We have Ronnie on. 
I thought it went pretty well for, it was our first interview. Yeah, it was our first interview. I think it was, I think it was a, fir- a good first interview. Yeah. And she seemed to like it. She seemed to really enjoy it. She sent us a follow-up message saying, thank, thank you. you. It was a great opportunity. Love talking to you guys. So the following day, I, to sum this up, I got a message saying I, that she didn't like the interview. The way some of the questions were worded. And- which... To us, didn't make any sense because she knew ahead of time what we, we were, were talking talk about, and she agreed to it. And she had thanked us right the night, right the after night, the night of. Yeah, and she didn't want it to be released. So Brandon and I have been in like a situation where we've been in contact just to be safe with entertainment lawyers on if we can do it or not, and we can release it legally, even with her saying no, because him, Brandon, and I own. All of this. Yeah, and she did give us her permission. And she gave us permission gave and her, thanked it. It's all documented. We told her the parameters and she agreed right. to it. And, and then she wanted... Well, originally it was she want, she would re- let it be, re- quote unquote, let it be released if we cut out some things and edited it. Right. Which we had no issue with. We 100% were going to be like, yeah, let's do that. There's like, there like one group of questions that in particular she found the next day that she wished she hadn't had responded to in the way that she did. Yeah. And that's really the part she wants cut out. But overall, which we she's, agreed to, yeah, which we have agreed to. But overall, she's being kind of—I um, don't want to say difficult, but she's—you could say she's difficult. put us in a pickle. Like, she, like no, you she's said. being difficult. Yeah. That's just what it is. Yeah. I mean, I respect Ronnie Blakely. I've got no no qualm against her. Yeah. Um, I'm just a little disappointed in how this played out. Yeah. Um, so we can release it without any legal issue, but. We've also talked to some entertainment lawyers on it that while we can release it with no legal issue, if she wanted to try to take it to court, she could, but it's not going to go anywhere. She would just make our lives hell for a while. And we'd be paying money for something for a 45-minute interview that was literally for fun. Yeah. So we're sitting on this interview. We're trying to figure out what the next step is with it, but it's in our quote-unquote vault of material. Um, Going from here, though... um, we have interest from a few others. It's just all about scheduling. Yeah. So we haven't interviewed anyone since Ronnie, but we have a, like a mini list of people that we can talk to and we're, we're, we're trying. We want to make this a different type of podcast and experience for everybody around. So yeah. I kind of just thought it would be important to like talk about that because yeah, sure, we've had some tweets where like... Because no, I'm sure people new, were wondering yeah. when the interviews are going to drop and that's why. Yeah. So we have one. We're we, trying we to figure out what one. to do with it. We're not sure if we're going to release it. Hopefully sometime we will, but we're still figuring out how to best go about this. Yes. And mind you, this isn't something that just happened. This was like three months ago. Yeah. We recorded this interview a long time ago. We've been like debating back and forth yeah. how to how to go about this situation, whether we just can it entirely or whether we cut it to her liking or whether we just release it and say, fuck it. So we're, we're pro and conning all the options. And that's the other thing, too, is that like if we just release and say, fuck it, like, w- what does that put us for future people? You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, there's a lot to think about. It's not just as easy as just, just fucking release it. That's, that's not like that. But, yeah, we thought you guys deserved a, a, a reason why you haven't heard any interviews yet, even though we've talked about it. And, again, just... I guess, sorry, definitely for talking too prematurely because we were really excited. But yeah. at the same time, know that there will be down the line interviews going on. Because we do have interest from other people. Yes. It's just a matter of when and how. When and how. So I hope that works for you guys. Yeah. And if it doesn't... Then so be it. 
Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you guys had a lot of fun. Thank you for voting on 1950 for us. I know I had a blast. Yeah, it's a great year. And um, all right, we'll see you guys. Uh, see you guys later on. Bye. Bye.